0: From Utility Dive Studios in Washington, D.C., it's the Electric Power Station. I'm your host, Gavin Babe, and today we're speaking with Department of Energy Assistant Secretary Dan Simmons about what's next for the Office of Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy. And welcome back to the Electric Power Station. I'm so pleased to be here at Sierra Week with the Assistant Secretary for the Department of Energy, Mr. Dan Simmons. Dan, welcome to the Electric Power Station.
1: Thanks for having me, Gavin.
0: Now, Assistant Secretary, you are the head of the Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy Office at the Department of Energy. And let's just start with the headlines. The President's budget came out this week, and that office was slated for a 70% cut from uh, 2019 enacted levels. Um, can you tell us a little bit, you know, why the, why you think the administration chose to prioritize the budget in that way?
1: Uh, there's, a, there's a number of reasons. One is that there has been uh, dramatic cost reductions in some of our technologies, and uh, so... That is that's that's one reason, but also wanting to make sure that we are focusing uh, really a laser-like focus on early stage research and development. That that is the uh, that that's a priority for the administration. And uh, and you know the reality of any budget is that it is a it is a proposal. It is the beginning of the process. It is sent to Congress. The president obviously has his say. Members of Congress will have their say that will pass a budget, the president will sign a budget, and then we will work on execution.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, over the past two years, I think we've seen... Similar level cuts proposed in the President's budget for the Energy Efficiency and Renewable Energy Office, and Congress has ended up coming back and supporting them. Um, a couple of weeks ago, you told me that you, you were kind of previewing the budget coming out, and you said, You know, well, I had my say about this, we will see what comes out. Um, could you add a little bit more to that? What were you telling your superiors in the administration at the Department of Energy about EERE and that office? Well, I mean, the Let's be clear,
1: clear about a couple of things. I can't I can't really discuss those internal deliberations because there are internal deliberations at DOE. There's also internal deliberations between DOE and the Office of Management and Budget in the, in the, uh, in putting together that budget. Um, you know we've we've seen where Congress is. <laughs> over, the past, uh, over the past couple years, and uh, that's, that's one of the things that I just wanted to make sure that, uh, th- that we understood in the, in the department, because the secretary is going to go to the Hill um, and we'll have budget hearings, and uh, just want to make sure that the secretary is in a good place for those budget hearings.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was curious about your comment a few weeks ago that you said you made the case for the office or you said your bit, um, And I was curious about that because of course you used to work for an organization, the Institute for Energy Research, that during your time um, as an executive there, as one of their leadership, uh, they called for the elimination of the office that you now head. Um so I wonder you know were you calling for the elimination of the office or calling for deep cuts when you were talking when you made your case for the office or you know did you you know do you support the continuation of of the office at funding levels that we've seen in the past
1: So I've never advocated the um for the elimination of the office me personally nor have I uh n- nor have I made that uh, argument internally um yeah
0: Okay. I'm referring to the American Energy Alliance. They had a 2015, and that's the lobbying arm of IER, your former organization, where I assume, where I remember you were vice president of of policy. I did did work
1: for the American Energy Alliance. That was, I I did not write that. so... Mm -hmm
0: okay so you so you do support the the office and its goals and its mission
1: well definitely we definitely support the the goals and the mission of the office of energy efficiency and renewable energy it is it is by far the the office with I think the best portfolio of any of the uh, of any of the offices in the Department of energy uh, because there is uh there's a lot of excitement there's a lot of interest there's a lot of change in the technologies that we work on um, so that there is a lot of opportunity for the for the future and uh, you know we've we've seen massive change in uh, you know the cost of wind and solar, for example, in recent years, and that is a that is a great success story. And we want to continue to drive those those successes forward, so that the American people have greater access to uh, more energy. Uh, more energy options than they've ever had before at lower prices, and at the same time, uh, cleaner energy sources overall.
0: So can you talk a little bit more about the shift in priorities from applied research back to more basic R&D? Um, I think that the budget document, the summary that was released, um, referenced that aim when it said that, you know, when it uh, would talked about eliminating ARPA-E, the advanced research projects, pro, advanced research progra- pro- projects, uh, Administration for Energy, of course, it's the early stage research for um, largely clean energy. Can you just talk a little bit more about that shift in strategy? So the, the administration has been very clear
1: about what it sees as the federal government's role, and that is to focus on early stage research and development on the, uh, on the very basic technology that is, that is before that you would see uh, much of interest from, the fr- from businesses. Um, and then one one of the, the one of the key things that gets left out is that in the OMB document on R and D priorities that gets sent out every year, one of the important things there is that it also says that we need to uh, do a good job working with the private sector, partner with the private sector to get these technologies out of the um, out of the national labs um, and and into the real world. And I think that that is that is one of the keys is that it is uh, you know there is a. That there is a federal role in the um, in the basic research. There's a federal role in the, the the creation of these new energy technologies. But then we need to do we need to partner with the with the private sector to make sure that the technologies get out into the real world. So, that's our you know th- that those are our marching orders from uh, from the White House. Uh, that said, uh, Congress has other priorities and uh, it is important for us to follow the congressional direction that, that we have. I mean, Secretary Perry has been very clear about that. Um, so we, we do focus on early stage. However, it's, uh, we also do our best to follow the congressional language that we receive.
0: Absolutely. So you're you're prepared to administer ARPaE to administer the loan programs office if they are again funded by funded by Congress.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And that that, that is the key uh, that the administration understands that the the budget document is a it is an opening bid and a negotiation. It is not the final bid. Um, and uh, as, as we've seen over the, the last two budget cycles about how how that entire process has played out and uh, everyone has seen that everyone understands that and that that. That is a that, that's an important thing to think about as we are you know going into the budget cycle again.
0: Excellent. Let's uh let's shift to efficiency standards. Last week you were on the Hill talking to the House Energy and Commerce Committee, and you got some questions about um I believe it's sixteen efficiency standards for which DOE has missed legal deadlines for a rulemaking or a finalization or something like that. You told the committee that day that you would uh, prioritize. You said that you would get some. I think your quote was you would get some of them done this year, but not all of them. I followed up with the DOE off. Uh, with your office, and they said probably 13 out of the 16 would be done this year. Uh, can you give any more information about, you know, which ones you're focusing on, um, and which ones we might see rolled out first?
1: Well, the the ones we are focused on are the ones in the unified uh, the the unified agenda that come that came out in fall. Um, the ones that are in the active section and uh, don't have. Uh, don't have much to say beyond that in terms of the ones that we're focused on. We are we are trying to make sure that all of these, uh, all of the ones that are in the active agenda, are released. Um, that, that that we finish our work because. Um as you noted, we do have these legal these legal deadlines. It is important for us to meet them. Um, it's one of the reasons that we worked on the process rule so that we can make sure that we are doing a good job, devoting more of our resources to the the rules where there is the bigger bang for our buck, where we have more uh, uh, th- the rules with greater energy efficiency improvements, um, so that uh, we do a better job of meeting our legal deadlines.
0: About the process rule at the uh, at that hearing, you said that DOE you said did a calculation and you said that they were, you guys were spending about, I think it was more than 90% of your time on rules that gave you the, maybe you should I'll, just I'll tell me, <laughs> just tell me. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. just
1: tell you what that stat is. So we, we did an analysis of rules, and what we found is that 60% of the rules we worked on saved 96% of total energy. Ah, so okay. in other words, 40% of the rules that we worked on only saved 4% of total energy use. Um, and the the difference is is that rules where you save more than uh, 0.5 quads of energy over 30 years that's the analysis period if if a rule saved more than 0.5 quads overall that that bunch of rules result in 96 percent of overall energy savings and so what our point is is that hey this is some really important data let's let's make sure we are focusing on these rules on these you know these the 60 percent that is giving us 96 percent of the savings um, and uh, and less time on the rules where the that that there is less value, yeah. um, and particularly because uh, the law requires us to regulate, um, you know, to to Im- to impose new standards where there is a significant savings of energy. So that that's the other point is we are defining what a significant savings of energy is. We think that that will uh, um, help us overall meet our. Uh, our, our statutory deadlines, but also the substantive standards of, of how we're putting these rules together in a, in a better way overall.
0: Yeah, you got some, I wouldn't say harsh, but you know, um, interested questioning last week from Democrats about why it's taken uh, so long to finalize some of these rules. I know past administrations have had problems as well, but they would say, well, it's been worse uh, in this administration. Why has it taken so long to, to finalize these 16 standards? I believe you have uh, four lawsuits pending because of this issue now.
1: Uh, that's a it's a good question. I mean, one real one real challenge is that uh, from from June of last year until July, I was uh, not in the office. Yeah. Um, now I was in the office before that. at the At the time that I thought that we had been doing a good job of getting things on track, um, but we've we've missed some deadlines. Um, and we, um, one of the one of the the areas of emphasis for us internally will be. Uh, meeting to, to discuss how we can do a better job of, of meeting these standards because uh, it is it, it is important part for us to do it to do a good job of meeting our s- statutory requirements.
0: Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to return to the process rule quickly. I wonder, you know, those that 60% of rules uh, that save you 96% of the energy. Is it possible to know beforehand before you promulgate the rules which is going to be the 60 and well, which is going to be the 40? What
1: what we're trying to do is to 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 figure that out, to, to see if it is even possible as early as we can in the process. Um, th- that's the, you know, with with an early analysis that is looking at what is the what is the maximum technology currently available. Um, on the market and if you can move uh everything to that maximum technology do you save half a half a quad of energy or is it more than a 10 percent increase in the energy efficiency of the product so we are we are trying to do that with a um with an early assessment um that's uh, but you know sometimes it takes longer for that uh, uh to, to do that research That that is one of our challenges is that we have to look at where the market is we have to look at where the uh, you know the, the products on the market. We have to look at what's possible, and then uh, doing an, an economic analysis overall, mm-hmm. and so that that takes time.
0: Yeah, and when you say you weren't in the office before last summer, that's because that's when you were confirmed, correct? Um, well, I w- yes, I was acting before.
1: I was acting before. the The program is a definitely is a priority for us to to meet our our, our deadlines for mm-hmm. me. Um, but yes, there was about seven months that I was uh, not in in uh, EERA.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, just just one more topic before I let you go here. One of the things that did get um, some selective funding for the EERE office in the budget proposal was energy storage um, and your initiatives on that. Can you update us a little bit? I've seen that you guys are going for long duration storage, you know, hundred hours or more. You also um, are looking at some battery recycling facilities and looking at how to develop those. Um, what's you know what do you have planned for battery recycle uh, for battery storage in 2019?
1: Well, a lot. Um, so. It, it one of one of the biggest challenges at DOE is that uh, um, we are working on a lot of battery storage technology across the board, starting from the Office of Science with the with with J Caesar, the Joint Center for uh, uh, Energy Storage Research that is housed at Argonne National Laboratory. Uh, my office, the Office of Energy Efficiency, is obviously working on uh, batteries and improving batteries, the state of the art for electric vehicles, um, and. Doing some uh, exciting work there, along uh, well in a in a number of ways. But you also have RPE that is working on longer duration storage. You have the Office of Electricity, which is working on grid scale storage, and my office is also working on grid scale storage in the sense of uh, pumped hydro. And so, one of the things that we're that uh, that I that I hope to accomplish this year is to put together an overall cohesive strategy around storage, uh, because it is such an important topic overall. It's a priority for the for the secretary. Um, so looking across the entire enterprise, the entire DOE enterprise, and, and, and to make sure that, one, we are doing a good job sharing information. Uh, two, that we are collaborating in these disparate, uh, the, the disparate um, um, offices around, and, and with the disparate technologies. Um, and, and third, that we are thinking as broadly as possible about what is energy storage, because the, in, in uh, the Building Technology Office, which is, in, uh, which is one of my offices, they are looking at ways to shift demand, to preheat, to precool buildings, so that in some way, 74% of total electricity uh, consumption happens in buildings. If we can change how buildings are using energy through preheating, precooling, shifting the time of day of use, um, that that buildings can serve as kind of a de facto battery. Um, so we want to make sure that we are thinking very broadly and expansively as possible about energy storage, which is uh, why we have uh, in the in the budget brand of this the Advanced Energy Storage Initiative.
0: Absolutely. So, and just before I let you go, we're sitting here at Sierra Week, um, and as I've been walking around the conference, a, a big theme of the week, even from oil and gas executives, has been climate change and the need to act on climate. Um, I wanted to turn that question over to you because I know you've worked for some organizations, whether it's IER or before that, the American Legislative Exchange Council, that have you know had some doubts about climate science in the past. Um, you know, how do you think about this issue of climate change, especially given that a lot of the people who who work in the energy efficiency and renewable energy sector, they see that as a big motivator for their work. Um, I wonder how you see the issue. So I see the issue as, as one of energy affordability. Um, energy affordability is
1: the, my top priority for the office. When we reduce the cost of wind and solar, people are going to adopt those technologies. When we reduce, th- when we reduce the cost of EVs, people are going to re- uh, uh, adopt those technologies. The United States has led the world in, term- in terms of carbon dioxide emission reductions from 2005 to today. It has done so because of low-cost natural gas. It has also done so because we are uh, deploying uh, wind and solar on the grid as well as affordable energy efficiency. So that I mean the the focus I think is 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 the affordability of all these technologies, and it just so happens that when we are uh, when we are achieving that affordability goal with the technologies that I work on, that with the technologies that the 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 women and men in uh, in EERE work on, we reduce carbon dioxide emission reduction. Uh, we we achieve carbon dioxide emission reduction. So that that's one of the it's one of the reasons that we're um that I'm focusing on um on affordability is that there are there are many benefits one of those benefits are uh, carbon dioxide emission reductions
0: and it just so happens that a lot of these clean energy technologies, wind, solar storage, are starting to come in uh, and be competitive with some of the more incumbent players that we see. Is that, uh, is that an important consideration for you when you think about the affordability issue?
1: Certainly. I mean, the, my my goal in the office is to give the American people um, choices, opportunities for, for the energy future. The energy future is wide open. It has never been as wide open as it is today with uh, more sources of energy, uh, more affordable sources of energy, and cleaner forms. of energy that are, uh, that are currently on the market and that will soon be on the market or soon be you know, cost competitive. That uh, you know our, our energy future is, is bright, um, and uh, we just need to make sure that it continues to be affordable and clean.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Assistant Secretary Daniel Simmons at the Department of Energy. Thanks for being on the Electric Power Station. Thanks, Gavin. And that's the Electric Power Station from Utility Dive. We'll be back with another episode of EPS in two weeks. Until then, I'm Gavin Bade, and this is the Electric Power Station.